We are Chris and Beth Bruno, and this is the Walking With Podcast. We lead a team of brave and brilliant story work counselors and coaches around the country, all committed to helping you come alive. Join us as we explore the sacred landscape of the human heart at the intersection of theology, psychology, and ministry. When was the last time we did a podcast? When did the set season two end? No February. Yeah. But we pre-recorded a bunch of those. So actually, like, I don't feel like we've actually been sitting here in front of the microphone since, since December. December. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah, it's been a long time. I feel like I'm teeter-tottering on a you know bike that I haven't ridden in years. Oh, I had to put the training wheels back on. Are they on? I, Are you I don't still know. Wobbly? We'll see. I, well, we'll see. <laughs> Here's what I love about this. I love it's like actually time you and I get together in the same space during the workday. Right. Which is so rare. Without anybody else interrupting us. I mean, other than whoever's joining us on screen, it's just you and I. Right. So fun. And I get to sit close to you. <laughs> right next to you. And we get to just like talk and do our thing like where I know you're about to say something and vice mm-hmm. versa mm-hmm. and just go with it and it I feel like it just pulls back out all those years we spent in ministry and closing each night laying in bed talking about all the things about the day of who did what and yeah I'd rather do it this way I'd rather sit here and talk about things during the day than laying in bed at night reviewing the day in anticipation of the next day I know I know so, and here's, here's also what I love. We have an amazing team, an amazing group of people. Yeah, we do. And I love when we come to this, like when we're just kind of talking to our own staff again, which is what this next season is. I just, I just get so excited that like they're working with us. All of them. And, and that's the thing. Like all of them are beautiful people. They have great hearts and great stories And the podcast actually allows us to engage in something that they are passionate about Mm -hmm. that doesn't come out in supervision or consult or staff meetings. Any of the other meetings that we have with our staff, Mm -hmm. this is a conversation that actually invites them into their passion places. Mm -hmm. And it's so fun. We are often like we, we hit stop record and we're like, whoa, that was amazing. Right, right. So awesome. I love it. And it's been fun this year in particular to actually see some of them and have those one-on-one conversations that perhaps we otherwise would have had popping in, you know, to office space during the day. So it's just been sweet and I'm excited to get to do it again. Another round with our team and some new voices as well, because we just keep growing this thing. Like, do you remember when we first moved to Colorado? It was 2010. Mm -hmm. You were renting a little office space by the hour. Mm Mm-hmm. And when your hour was up, you had to leave. And so you'd walk across to the KFC parking lot. And yeah, sit in your it was car. a total shared shared office space. And so it was a counseling room that was set up in a larger office complex kind of area. And I would get it for the hour that I reserved it. And then some other counselor would come in for the next hour. I remember going across the street once. And I think this is what you're referring to. And I remember walking over there and standing in the parking lot. 
and just beginning to get a little bit of like traction or awareness. You had like or, three clients. I that was week. so excited. I had three <laughs> clients. It was amazing. And I remember calling you and I said, What if this works? Yeah. What if this works? And what if God is actually in this? And I think that was even that wasn't even 2010. That might have been 2011, early 2011, something like that. So we'd been here for a little bit. And here we are yeah. with a team of amazing people Ten that God later, has brought around us. And, and that's just restoration counseling. And that was, you know, one hat you wore back then. It's still only one hat you wear today. Yeah. And now we affectionately are calling this kind of the restoration universe. <laughs> There's so many things. Because we have Restory Labs and that entire digital space that we've created really just in the last year and a half. Yeah. Restoration Project, which has exploded three new staff. Yep. Um, and then all the fierce and lovely things that I'm doing, the companion to that, like just with the moms. There's a lot of hats and it's it all kind of seems like it's working. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. A lot of it is just kind of following following the breadcrumbs of God and where is he opening those doors and what kind of people is he bringing into our path. And we're so excited to introduce, using this podcast, introducing the voices of our team because we're super excited about them and amazed that mm-hmm. we get to participate in something that God is doing. Here. Yeah. It's so yeah. fun. So our first guest, our the first staff member that we're talking to, Jeremy, we both adore. Mm-hmm. And even our girls like refer to him as the voice. Podcast Jeremy. Podcast That's Jeremy. They, they love your voice, Jeremy. And he, so in this restoration universe, a lot of people know Jeremy. Perhaps now they're seeing him as a counselor, but they first interacted with Jeremy as a Restoration Project key volunteer Mm -hmm. and might have met him on one of the base camps because he's so involved in Restoration Project. Now he works with us as well with Restoration Counseling. So Jeremy um, is really our, the team member who has like the, the biggest breadth of ministry background experience. He's been a pastor, a church planter, a missionary. Now he's a humanitarian aid worker. He's worn a lot of different hats in the mm-hmm. ministry space. And what we're going to talk to him about today um, is just right there, like what he's experiencing and hearing in the thick of things right now with ministry leaders experiencing so much, not just fatigue and exhaustion, but a real shaking of what's my calling? Like this mm-hmm. last year has wrecked me in that sense of what am I doing? Mm-hmm. Is this what I want to continue doing? I just love his perspective. Yeah. It's so great. And his words are wise. And just that invitation for all of our listeners to recognize that this year has been hard. And as we begin to emerge out of some of the bigger challenges uh, of this past year, this past year and a half with COVID and all that, like, what is it that God is actually inviting us to. Mm-hmm. So let's dive in to our conversation with Jeremy. So we were just chatting about kind of where we're at. I mean, COVID looks like it might actually be a memory one day. I mean, we're, we're starting mm-hmm. to see some light and lifting of, of all things. And so just talking about that, what does that mean for us? What does that mean for our work? And Jeremy, you are, you are the one on our team that is just so specialized in people in full-time ministry. You're kind of our touch point, not only with the work you do with us here at Restoration, but the work you do with 
the nonprofit job you hold of, of just interacting with ministry leaders around the world. And so we were just talking about kind of how they're coming out of this last season of COVID in some ways healthy on the, on the external and then where they're mm-hmm. at actually inside. And so that's kind of, there's no question to that, but just wanting to dive into really what you're seeing firsthand and where you think we go from here. Oh, Beth. Yeah, you know, pastors today have so many reasons to be excited, so many reasons to be happy, but they're just not. A bunch of the ministry leaders and pastors that I talk to have told me, yeah, it's great, you know, we're we're either having in-person services or we're like experimenting with that idea. So it feels like the doors are opening back up. We're seeing faces again. So presence is great. So many leaders have told me that their churches actually did well financially through the pandemic, which was a big surprise. But there is just something, there is unrest and disquiet and sort of a, a bleakness in their hearts that it's it's hard to explain, but it's real. And been walking through that with quite a few people these days. Mm-hmm. And if, I mean, if there is a trend in what you're hearing, um, what might that be? Uh, and it might be 10 very different, unique reasons, but I bet there's some common themes that you've been seeing as to, as to why. You know, I, I think ministry leaders are tired and just to put it lightly, I think that so many pivoted kind of from day one toward doing creative things. So suddenly they're figuring out zoom, figuring out how to record services, just an enormous amount of pressure to get that right. And then there was this sort of underlying new kind of competition between churches. So where on Sunday morning, people would be in the habit of driving to your building and sitting in your pew. All of a sudden they could, from the secrecy of their home, tune into the church down the street and listen to that person's preaching and experience that person's service and maybe like it better. Mm -hmm. And so new pressure, the super creative churches were being super creative in their recording. The churches who didn't have that kind of infrastructure or team were not able to do that. And everything was public. So I think, I think it's, it, some of it is just tiredness because we've been working really hard for a really long time. I think Beth though, that, that there are deeper layers because what what felt like for a lot of pastors before the pandemic, what really felt like their sweet spot, like the zone for them, which would be like staff meetings maybe for some and like in-person casting vision, or maybe for others, it was the Sunday morning and the sermon and worship and making that like that atmosphere, everything it needed to be for others. It was like maybe prayer and counseling, all of that's gone. And so I'm sitting with, a lot of men and women who are questioning their call Mm -hmm. and they're, they're questioning whether they're even good at what they're doing or whether they want to continue doing what they're doing. And it's not that they necessarily missed it somewhere along the way, but I think that 
this is just a season for pausing and reminding ourselves like who we are and and how we're called and why we're called and i could i could talk a little bit more about that but yeah that's kind of a long answer to your question and I'm sure that's true for people outside of ministry as well, because, you know, all of, all of us have shifted in our work life. And so for, for many people, the things we enjoyed have been stripped away. And so what's left in our vocation, is this really what I want to continue doing? But that aspect of calling is another spiritual level that ministry leaders hold, right? It's not just a career choice. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's a sense of, I was made to do this to bring glory to God. Like, this is what I'm here on earth to do. And now this doesn't feel so right anymore. And what do I do with that? Because that has been the driving force of my every day for for years, for decades, for so many. So you said you had more to say about that. I'm curious to hear more of your thoughts on Mm. what do you do when a calling is shaken? Yeah, this is where it gets deeper than exhaustion, because I think a lot a lot of ministry leaders are saying, why do, why do I feel exhausted? I might even want to use the word depressed, some would say, and I haven't done anything for a year and a half. Like I've played more golf and sat on my couch than ever before in my life. But because it's not, we're talking about something that is deeper than mental or physical work. I think that this season has left a lot of people in a place where the thought of just continuing now on to church as it always was or or whatever is next sounds terrible. What I've noticed, Beth, is, is that something about this season has really bumped into the this deep stories and the, we say calling, but it's almost like the story, like the experience of this pastor that brought him to this place and how he's gone from like knowing Jesus to being called to serve Jesus with all his heart. And then all of the wrestling and and education and everything that got him or her to the place that they are right now. And then it all just sort of fell apart for a year and a half. And, and during that silence and during that quiet and during the, that season of, of inactivity, I think a lot of us began to just wrestle with deep heart story like life narrative things that that we haven't thought about or worked on in a long time because the pace and the speed of ministry allowed us to ignore some of that and we just were moving so fast that we didn't have to think about some of those things and so now we are just feeling it and so i think beth when when a ministry leader comes to a place where they're just not sure about their calling anymore, I think that there, there is a moment to set the calling aside as we approach God and to say, like, before I'm a minister, I'm a son, I'm a daughter. And before I'm a pastor, more than anything, I'm just, I'm just a child of God. And maybe there's a season for me to discover God as just a child of God it's just a son and not, not through what I do, but through who I am and, and invite him to refresh me and to renew that relationship 
And then, and then to speak to me again, to remind me of my calling of who I am and why I'm called and what this is all really about. Does that make sense, Beth? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do think that this is, this is that time. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could lead to some, it will lead to something beautiful if, if that's what we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Recently, a friend sent me this quote by Parker Palmer. It's from the book, Let Your Life Speak. And I think some of what we're talking about, this exhaustion, this depression, this burnout, if you will, and actually some of the calling aspects of things. He says, one sign that I am violating my own nature in the name of nobility is a condition called burnout. Though usually regarded as the result of trying to give too much, burnout, in my experience, results from trying to give what I do not possess the ultimate giving of too little. Burnout is a state of emptiness to be sure, but it does not result from giving all I have. It merely reveals the nothingness from which I was trying to give in the first place. (laughs) And I think that, isn't that good? And I think Jeremy, what you're talking about is, you know, this, this shift in, in calling and and all of that is we've, far too many of us in ministry have been giving out of something that we don't possess. And then we enter into a situation like COVID has presented us this last year. And of course, depression and burnout and all the things and questioning our calling is, is surfacing because we, we didn't actually possess it in the first place. And, and I don't know what the, it is the possess it is, but there's something in us that we've, we've given more than we have mm-hmm. not given all we have. In these kinds of moments, I love to ask the question, what is the invitation of Jesus mm-hmm. for me here? So we can, you know, we can think through a lens of shame. We can think through a lens of like, of guilt. There's a lot of ways that we can look at or think about the way that we feel. But I think it's, it's so good for us to remember that the Lord is with me, right? The shepherd is with me. And, and there's an invitation for me here in this space. And so I just wonder, like, if I'm feeling down and tired, depressed, lack of vision, clarity about the future, what is the invitation of Jesus for me in, in this space? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, Jeremy, I love that this is the space you occupy. I mean, these are the people you walk with and you just, you know it personally, cause you've been there yourself. You've walked this path, not through COVID as a pastor, but as a pastor, as a ministry leader. Tell me a little bit about your heart for the next thing you're creating. Tell us a little bit about what you want to offer these people as they come out of COVID in this kind of state that we've just been talking about. I do have just an intense passion and love uh, for pastors to get to walk alongside pastors and ministry leaders. It's one of the great joys of my life. I love the local church. It's not perfect by any means, but the way that the local church just is the vessel for holding all of the goodness and the light of the world through Jesus is so huge to me. And so to, to walk with shepherds and to care for those who are caring for others is, is a big part of my life. And this, this fall, this September, actually, we are putting together an event that's called Refresh, and it is for pastors and ministry leaders. It's going to happen in Colorado. We're going to bring together a fairly small group of of ministry leaders 
for three days. And our goal in that space is that each of us will encounter the goodness and the love of God as sons and daughters, and that our cups would be filled in a spiritual sense that we'll just meet with God and, and that God would minister to us and heal our wounds through solitude, some group work, some activity toward the end of that weekend, just reaffirm our calling and, and receive from the Lord once again, just a reminder of what we were born to do and, and an acknowledgement of the fact that we are called to ministry and there is goodness in store for us in the future. Mm -hmm. So that's Refresh. It's coming in mid-September and we should have more information out on the website about that here pretty Mm -hmm. soon. I love that. I love that it's not, it's not another conference with a lot of teaching and input and training. It's, and it's not just a personal retreat. It's guided. And sometimes that's what we need, right. To be, to really have someone walk alongside of us in our resting and re reframing the calling and the next steps and just to have kind of a seasoned voice guiding us along that journey. And I know several people that would really love to be a part of that. So super excited about that, Jeremy. So glad you're putting it together. Well, one question as we come to a close, um, just a fun look back at the last 14 months or so, what is like one new thing that you learned or took up some hobby that you ended up diving into that you never would have? You know, that is such a good question, Beth. I <laughs> tell you, like, I love music and music for me has always been a part of like my heart's language, although I'm not like the best musician. I have, I've actually written a couple songs over the last couple of, of months and I took up piano again and started writing and wrote a couple songs. Oh, Hmm. Awesome. Okay. I've got ideas oh, for our ideas. restoration retreat. Perhaps we yeah. might need to have a debut <laughs> of one of those, Jeremy. Oh boy. I feel my face turning red. As you say that. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for the work that you do. Thank you for doing it with us. We mm-hmm. love having you as part of restoration. Thank you, Beth and Chris. It is an honor to partner with you. I I love what we get to do together. It's all good. Hey friends, Beth here. Thanks so much for joining us today. If you are curious to learn more about that Refresh Ministry Weekend with Jeremy and Tracy, you can go to our website, restorationcounselingnoco.com to learn more. And you can find out more about Jeremy and any of the things that we referenced here today, you can just check out in the show notes and I will post some links. If you are liking what you hear, would you take just a second to go over to Apple podcast and leave a review or a rating. We so appreciate it. Again, it's been fun to come back and we will see you same time, same place next week.